Hello, movie lovers, and welcome to the show. This is your host, as always, from Movie Lovers Unite, John DeGorio, and I just want to sit, talk about something real quick, and that is Audible. What is Audible? I'm so glad that you guys asked. Audible is the leading provider of spoken word entertainment and audio books, ranging from bestsellers like Anne Rice, Stephen King, the list just goes on. Their whole entire catalog, when it comes down to audiobooks, is just fantastic. If you're on on the road and everything and you want an audiobook and you want to download it fast, go ahead, go to Audible. You're not going to regret it. They actually have a trial right now that you guys can actually jump on. You can actually go on ahead, go to the link, and it'll bring you up to that trial. And a matter of fact, every month, members actually get one credit to pick any title, plus two Audible originals from a monthly selection and access to Daily News Digest from the New York Times, the Wall Street Journal, and the Washington Post, as well as guided meditation programs. Another thing too, guys, that's not all they have. They also have, they also have, finish, if you actually want to go ahead and do some things to actually better yourself for 2021, they have stuff for that too, like finishing more books or becoming a better parent, leader, or a person. How-to books, which is something that everybody seems to grab onto a lot lately and everything else. So if you guys are actually looking for something to maybe better yourself for 2021, go on ahead, check out those books as well. They have a big catalog. You guys won't regret it. Go ahead, click on the link below in the description notes. Go on ahead. You guys won't regret it. Sign up for that trial period. And always, until next time, stay safe, guys, and enjoy the show. And God bless. Hello, movie lovers, and welcome to the show. And I just want to say welcome, Tara, to the show and everything for our review for 10 Things I Hate About You. I appreciate you taking out your time or your day to do this review with me. And believe it or not, this is actually our Valentine's Day episode. And I just want to say this. Happy Van Halentine's Day. <laughs> Untouch your heart. People have dreams. When love uh, walks in, dance the night away. It feels so good. Panama. So that's what I have to say about that. Happy Van Halentine's Day to everybody, or happy Valentine's Day. And <laughs> like I said, this is our Valentine's Day uh, episode for tomorrow. If you're listening to the, if you're watching this today, hey, this is actually a little bit of a freebie and everything. So I appreciate you guys actually tuning in for this. So, without further ado, let's go on ahead and get on with the show. So, Whenever I said that we were going to be reviewing 10 Things I Hate, Hate About You, what was your first initial thoughts about the film? Because I know this is your first time watching this film. Yeah, it was definitely not what I expected. And I really don't know what exactly I was going to expect. Um, it was definitely like when I showed like the kid walking through the crowds and stuff and he was, you know, getting shown around like where everything's at and it just threw me back where I remember when I first went to high school, how it was just so different and how people react with each other. So it was, yeah, it was like, it just threw me back to that experience. All right. Yeah. I can definitely see how that could be because I also had some of those experiences too that within this film as well. So yeah, I totally get that. And this movie stars Heat Ledger as Patrick Verona. You actually have Joseph Gordon-Lovitz as Cameron James. Then, of course, you have Julia Stiles as Kat, Kat Stafford. And then her sister played by Laura, Larissa Allnake. I think that's actually how you spell it. I'm sorry if I'm butchering her name, but she plays Bianca Stafford. And basically, it's about this kid named Cameron. He moves into this new neighborhood in S Seattle and he's being shown around because he's the new kid on the block and everything. He winds up falling for Bianca, which is Kat's sister, younger sister, 
And basically, the father actually has a stipulation on how uh, when uh, Bianca can actually date. He cannot, she can date anybody unless Cat actually dates somebody. And Cat is one of those guys, these girls that you don't even want to mess with or anything like that. She's really independent. She's also very smart. She's also the type of person that doesn't want a relationship. She doesn't need a man to actually please her or anything like that. Not only that, but men are also afraid to even date her in the first place. And also, yeah. too, I love the very beginning because at the very beginning, we actually have Eve uh, Eve 6 that's actually, be, that's actually being played. And it has this little popish kind of thing, like all the popular girls would actually listen to. Then all of a sudden, Julia Stiles mm -hmm. uh, comes in with her car, her Mustang, which I really love. And she's playing I Don't Give a Damn About My Reputation. And it just shows the context of the different worlds that she's in and also the different world that the other characters are in and everything and how different they are from each other. And I definitely love that whole entire scene, opening scene because it actually gives you some groundwork on the type of character that we're going to be dealing with with Julia Stiles with Kat later on in the film. So what did you think about the opening scene for that? I really liked it because it really shows that you have different types of people. You have one group that's like into hip hop. Then you have people who are in the country. Well, I really got, um, I know a friend of mine who does not like the music I like and eh, the music she listens to is eh. So it's kind of like, it really shows that there's always going to be somebody that's going to be slightly different from you. And she, I can definitely tell when she, the camera first showed her face, I can definitely tell like she was, she was the boss of herself. She was not going to let no guy come in her life and just take her away. Like if that guy was going to slip her off that feet, her feet, he better be worshiping up her feet. <laughs> exactly. And another thing though, too, I liked about the opening and everything aside from the Mustang and stuff like that. Once we get into mm -hmm. the school, this is my favorite thing with Cameron though. He's a new kid on the block and basically he's a, um, army brat and then miss perky is over there and goes uh so what was your school like oh it was it was good and everything and then all of a sudden this um all of a sudden mm -hmm. some kids winds up throwing some toilet paper with some crap on it and she goes you see over here it's the same shit for brains and then camera's like excuse me <laughs> because that's <laughs> actually something that was just thrown off because i know i would actually be thrown off by that because normally the kids are actually the ones who actually cusses like that you know yeah. Um, Crichton is actually yeah. saying Heath Ledger did a great Frank Sinatra song and dance. That he, Daddy did. I thought that was Frankie Valley for uh, for a minute though that uh, sang sang that song. I'm not 100 sure though. I could be wrong, but it's not going to be the first time I'm wrong about anything. But <laughs> you know, I definitely have to say though, I liked that whole entire thing because you don't expect the uh, principal to actually cuss. You actually expect the students to actually cuss. And he's like, excuse me. Just, okay, I got a novel to read. Scoot, scoot, scoot. Yeah. <laughs> and, yeah. and she makes him pair up with Michael. And Michael's part of the audio-visual department. And mm -hmm. <laughs> this is what's funny, though. He goes, I'm just glad that they didn't put me with somebody from those those geeks from the audio-visual departments <laughs> or anything. Because they, are, because they get on my nerves. He goes, oh, yeah, I totally understand, man. I, I totally get it. And all of a sudden, this one, they're passing in the hallway. And goes, hey, Michael, where did you put the audio stuff at? He goes, Michael, just blows it off. <laughs> <laughs> but I actually like that. And then, of course, you know, as he's showing him around, you actually have the clicks that we mentioned. We have the cowboys and everything. The mm -hmm. stuff, which I don't get, is in they're in Seattle, but. <laughs> But that actually reminds me of my school where you actually have these rednecks dressed up in cowboy outfits and stuff like that. Because I can actually say this. We actually have people that dressed up in camouflage in my high school. Yeah. And everything. And they were actually be on one side. And then, you know, just like Cameron, you're walking through it. And there's actually a group of reggae people and everything. These guys dress up as reggae. There's also the theater class that's uh, drinking uh, drinking their coffee, drinking their cappuccinos. Then, of course, you mm -hmm. also have the business type 
students, which we never had in our school. So I don't understand where that came in. <laughs> we never had like the, <laughs> this, uh, unless you actually consider that like the geeky group squad or whatever, but still. Uh, yeah. <laughs> and then you, of course you also have the golf team, which is actually part of that. So you can actually say that they're on that same level. So yeah. I don't know about you, but I could actually relate to all the, all that stuff. Yeah. That he's being I didn't understand yeah, I didn't understand the part of the golf. I was really kind of confused. I guess they just kind of threw it in there just to show that people have interest in golf. And, you know, it's not all just about, yeah, it's not like it's about football because, I mean, they're probably not into football much anyways because it's too icy up there. But anyways. <laughs> well, they have the Seattle Seahawks, though. But True. True. But. But. What I'm thinking, though, is this, right? Because down here, we actually do have a golf team for the high school. Yeah. And stuff like that. And like you said, there are other sports besides football. So I think that they were actually trying to do something different. Like, okay, yeah. football's been done over and over again. At that time, we actually yeah. had varsity blues. We had all those other football films. So I was actually glad they actually showed archery. They showed soccer. They showed mm -hmm. everything besides football. And everything made yeah. it totally different. So that's something that I can actually say I appreciated about that. Yeah, you know? definitely. Yeah. So then, of course, after that winds up happening, that's when Cameron's catches Bianca and everything. Yeah. And because what group is she in? And yeah. the don't the don't 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 even think about it club is what uh, Michael said. Yeah. And Cameron's not <laughs> taking a no for an answer. He, he wants no. to be with Bianca. He loves Bianca mm -hmm. and everything. Because you know. here's the thing. I can actually relate to that as a guy who actually had a crush on somebody in high school and things like that. So you don't care how po popular the girl is or anything like that. You just want right. to actually try and have a chance to be with that person. And you don't care about anything. And then that's yeah. what Michael said uh, to him. Well, her dad's like an overprotective father with Bianca mm -hmm. and Kat and that's whenever we actually see how much of a protective father that he actually is so yeah I'm going to go and let you take over on that part <clears throat> okay um well their dad was so strict about them two going out together you know if they were had separate dates and see I really can't relate to that um well see my dad he never was like that he wasn't. There's some dads that are like that. And like, I don't know. It's just one of those things that the males go through. You know, they don't want nothing to happen to their girls or, you know, their babies. So um, it's definitely a deep, it's a deep thing because like he cares. He deeply cares for them. He has a hard time showing it that, they, that he cares. Because them being in high school, they don't realize that what he's doing is actually a good thing. I, I can actually see that, to be honest with you. And not only that, but I like how Kat doesn't want anything to do with that town, that city, the town that she's in. She wants to move mm -hmm. out of that town. And then yeah. all, father's thinking that she's going to go to the same school that he went to, which is like a community college after college because yeah. I thought you're gonna be a husky like me and then she's like no <laughs> I'm gonna go to Sarah Lawrence and so I like that whole entire concept because by the time we we're in 12th grade we're like I don't want to be in the same town that I grew up in yeah I, well, I was determined <laughs> <laughs> you know because I knew because my classmates and I we went to from seventh grade all the way to 12th grade inside the same school yeah. So we got tired of the school. We got tired of going to the same school since we were in seventh grade and going all the way to the 12th grade in the same school. Yeah. To the point where like, screw this. We want out of this town. We want to do mm -hmm. our own thing. And that's what I feel yeah. like Kat is wanting to do. And Crichton actually has a question too. Okay. Y'all think that this movie would be able to last through movie history time? I think that it actually stands out on its own. I still think that it's considered a classic in a sense since it's in 1999 and has a lot of good flavors to the film and has a lot of good drama, has some good uh, background well, I mean, of the characters. Yep. <laughs> I'm let you uh, take on some of it though too. What else would you say that was actually good about the film that you liked? Um, about the whole thing in general? 
Well, just in certain things like I mentioned, like little small nuggets oh. that I mentioned. Oh, okay. Okay. I liked when um, um, Cameron noticed um, Kate. And like, I just yeah. really enjoyed how them two, like, he just had like a connection. Like, he was just like, who's that? Oh, yeah. Bianca. Like, yeah. So it's just like, it was just so glorious because it's like no one else mattered but her. And to me, right. that is just love. Because, like, it could be, like, 20 of the girls in the room, but it could just be that one because she's different exactly. in a special way. Yeah. Right. That was my favorite yeah. part. Right. And that, that was actually pretty cool. That, uh, to be honest with you, that's actually how it's supposed to be with Cameron, with, Cameron, with Bianca and everything, too. And then also, too, I liked it when Joey, we actually see Joey Donner, which is actually the most popular pretty boy in high school. He's like the Zach Morris of that high school. If you yeah. don't know who Zach Morris is, that's Saved by the Bell, people. If you don't know what Saved by the Bell is, check it out. But, <laughs> okay. But he's like it. the, right. But he's like the Zach Morris, the most popular kid in school. He's yeah. got the, he's like, but, you know, that's actually who Bianca is actually has eyes for, which is actually the don't think about it, even think about it club. That um, yeah. Michael actually was telling about Cameron about, but mm -hmm. you know my other favorite thing is as they're going through the parking lot getting ready to go home for the day, out comes out of nowhere. Cat almost hits him with the car, with her Mustang. He goes, "Hey, idiot! Look both ways before crossing." And he goes, "Okay, thank you." And then he goes, and then Cameron goes, "Who's that? That was your girlfriend's sister." Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> then also yeah. too I liked how and this there's also another scene though I'm gonna go back a little bit where it's going with cat inside of the classroom and the teacher's like and you know she talks about how she didn't like the book because of how egotistical the guy was and you know, a drunkard and all yeah. that and then all of a sudden he goes on a huge rant about okay next time tell me what it would be like to have a book written by a black man and all of a sudden the two uh bob marley fans and everything the two um ray big yeah. guys yes mom yes mom and, <laughs> and he goes yes. don't even get me started don't even get me started on youtube <laughs> yeah yeah that was man um there was one scene that really struck out to me. It was oh. when um, I guess Bianca was in the class and, you know, the the teacher was just, you know, <laughs> I don't know how I felt about that teacher. He was just kind of like, he wanted to pick sides, but then he didn't. Like he wanted to pick her side, but he also wasn't going to deal with Joey's issues. <laughs> right, so, exactly. Yeah, and that teacher was just not going to put up with it. And see, like, it actually made me mad. Like, I was like, oh, he did not just say that. Where he was, like, telling her, you know, she, maybe she needs to take her mind all before she comes in class. I was like, boy, yeah, you're going to get beat. <laughs> right, because remember, he said this to her. The teacher said this to Joey. He said, someday someone's going to bitch slap you, and no one's going to do anything about it. And yes. that made me mad. <laughs> And he even said that he's not even going to be around to stop it either. So I actually like that. <laughs> yeah, man. I, I can relate to that so many times. Like when I was in high school, there was just guys that were making me mad. And boy, there were some close to it. I just almost came up and just popped them in the face. <laughs> oh, I can imagine. Because we always yeah. have that douchebag, egotistical asshole that always wants yes. to do things to terrorize you and things like and terrorize girl, women and everything too. Then yeah. another thing too is so all of a sudden Cameron and Michael coop up with this idea because mm -hmm. you know the father at that point winds up making the thing where you're not dating until Kat starts dating. She goes, right. She's yeah. like a nun. She never dates. She goes, ooh, I like the sound of that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes. And um, then uh, yeah, go on. I was gonna say like. Joey just the character he just gave me the creeps okay like you could always tell like he was really stuck up he was better than everyone else you can you 
everyday life, you're going to find somebody who thinks they're better than you just by anything, looks, money, you know, you get all the girls or all the guys, it doesn't matter. You're going to find that one person. And I can definitely tell, like the first time I saw him, I was like, yep, he's a player. Definitely a player, definitely a douchebag. Uh, not only that, but even the photos that he, the headshots that he has for the underwear commercial. Yeah, I was like, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> He's like, what headshot looks better? And it's the same yeah. headshot with the same pose. I get the fact that, you know, with headshots and everything, because, um, you know, I, we talked about, well, the person I interviewed last night, we talked about headshots and stuff yeah. like that, about the artisticness behind headshots. And, you know, it's the same pose. There's nothing autistic about it or anything. Yeah. And he's just like. (laughs) Yeah, all the difference was the shirt color. And I was like, okay. (laughs) I mean, I understand you're a model, but let's show some class here. I mean. (laughs) Right, exactly. It just shows how he's like a woman. He's a womanizer, though, too. You can definitely tell. Yeah. Oh, he made me mad in this one scene where he was like, uh, he wanted to take Kat, I guess. Yeah, he was interested in Kat, but she, she was like, okay, well, I guess I'll go to prom with you. But then she didn't realize that Cameron was going to ask her. So she kind of got in between. Yeah, she got caught in between two guys. So. Right. That's true. Bianca did. Bianca got oh, in between two guys. Yeah, yeah Bianca. I get them too. Kat was the one. It's okay. But yeah, Patrick was the one that uh, Kat winds up is one uh, where the where Cameron and Michael are actually wanting Patrick to date Kat so that way he can so that way Cameron can pursue Bianca. Right. And okay. And Bianca was okay. the one who had the two dates between Joey and Cameron. Yes. So, yes. But the thing that I thought that was actually funny, though, too, I remember they were going to go to that party and everything at Bogey Lawrence's. And basically what happened was he got Michael wanted to get revenge on Bogey. So he makes yeah. up a, a, the BYO, bring your own beer, bring your own booze, flyers mm-hmm. and tosses them over the railing. Then also, yes. too, that, that's what made me laugh. Yeah, too. Yeah. And then of course I was like, well dang. <laughs> but let's let's talk about the setup though, about how Cameron and Michael uh, decides on who they want to actually how to date Kat and everything, how to set up yeah. different guys with Kat. Because I thought it was funny. It was like auditioning for a, for a movie or something like that, the way they were setting that up. Like, hey, mm-hmm. would you ever go with out with Kat? Because yeah. If my balls were on fire, or something like that, and yeah, and, yeah, and this other guy's like, "No, nah, man, I haven't been that ripped before. There's no way I would do that." And then, <laughs> and then finally, Cameron's like, "You know," and Michael's like, "Tells Cameron, he goes, I told you it was impossible. No one wants to date Cat.' Yeah. So, and all of a sudden, they look at Patrick." And drawing biology class, cutting open a frog, and he has like a switch. He has a switchblade knife, stabs the frog in the heart, <laughs> lights up a I cigarette in class, and plays with the flame. Yeah, and yeah. Was, that's our guy. <laughs> yeah, I was like, what? <laughs> How? Like, I don't know, but that was crazy. Like he definitely made that character boom for sure. He did. Heath Ledger did a fantastic job of playing as Patrick. And yes. And also too, another thing that actually stuck out to me though with that scene was this. Um, he goes, "Look, I don't think Michael turns around and goes, you know how rumors are in high school. He goes, man, I don't know about that. I don't know about you, her, him dating her. I already did." Uh, time and Sam Quinton, and yeah, you know, and he sold his liver on the black market. <laughs> so yes, I was like, damn. 
And then they try to, they also try to do, um, of course, you know, Cameron also picks up French because Bianca is actually trying to learn French. So he tries to do it that way. And then Patrick also drills a hole in the middle of his, his language book. Yeah, and he was sitting there trying to read it. I'm just like, you might as well go get another book, dude. I mean, you're not going to learn a language trying to do it that way. (laughs) Definitely not. (laughs) But, you know, I I appreciate the consistency that uh, Cameron had. He was going to let nothing stop him from making him teach uh, French to Bianca. I thought that was actually pretty cool. And then, of course... Uh, with the Bogey Lawrence situation with the party, the father goes, no, you're not going to a party. He he winds up telling Bianca that. He goes, no, you're not going to a party. And then all of a sudden, that's when uh, they actually start getting the plot together and everything, yeah. too. Remember? They actually, yeah. Cameron actually says this. He goes, how are we going to get someone to date Kat? How are we going to do that? Mm-hmm. And at that point, Michael's like, you know, we need a backer. He goes, what's a backup? Yeah. Someone that's stupid enough to, to pay money. somebody to, to take her out, take out Kat. Yeah. So he puts the idea in Joey's head to pay Patrick money to p- take Kat out. So that way Cameron will go out with her. But instead, it's reversed back over to Joey. Uh, so Joey can take Bianca out instead. <clears throat> yeah. Man, just with all that twist and turn, like that's why I'm getting confused on the characters because it's just it's so bizarre on who's with who and you know, so it's just like, Oh my God. <laughs> oh, oh, like, I, I had to like, yeah, I had to pay really close attention on who's who, because if I didn't pay attention, I was not going to figure out who's who. So <laughs> definitely because here's the thing. I grew up with this film. I was in high school when I saw this film on VHS and everything. And so it just stuck with me. So I also, you know, I'm able to actually know the scenes. I'm, I'm able to know which characters are with each character. For your first time, I can actually, I actually can tell that this could be too convoluted for someone, maybe for the first time watching it, trying to keep up with the characters. So I can definitely see that side. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. But, you know, underneath the surface of all the characters, they have a lot of heart and a lot of driven stuff about them that's something that i really liked was they weren't like one dimensional they have stuff going on with them yeah too. Mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. you know at the at the party though i actually liked it when uh patrick rings the doorbell bianca has the fraternity uh thing on to make it look like she's pregnant to actually so the way the father so her father can actually say hey look these are the consequences if you wind up sleeping with someone tonight and getting drunk <laughs> and yeah. then Patrick just looks at her and goes, and looks at Kat. He goes, "Who knocked up your sister?" Yeah, <laughs> I was like, "Oh my god, I can't believe he made her wear that." I was like, <sighs> "I would but, not be able to live that down." <laughs> but you want to go into the party scene? Do you? Um, I'm gonna let yeah. you talk about the party scene. Uh, that was okay. I'm. Kind of having a hard time remembering the party scene. Um, it's uh, Bogie Lawrence's party. He's over yeah. there having Chardonnay with his friends mm-hmm. and Brandy with his friends. And next thing you know it, there's a knock at the door. He's like, oh, that must be so-and-so with the caviar. And all of a sudden, he just gets bum-rushed into his own home. And yeah. there's this huge uh, speaker that they bring in. Not only did they bring that in, they also bring in the alcohol, the kegs of beer. Oh, yes. The DJ comes in. And okay. it's just bombarded with a bunch of people. Yeah, and so many people. Right. And then, of course, you know, I, I like the scene with Michael and Cameron, though, too. They're getting ready for the party while all this is actually going on and being taken place. Mm-hmm. And they're like, how does my hair look? My hair looks good. What about my sideburns? Are my sideburns okay? It just <laughs> reminds me of high school dances uh, before going into high school dances and everything. Like, how do I look? Do I look okay? How's my hair? How's my sideburns? And everything. Yeah. So that's what it reminds me of. Yeah. But yeah. I, um, I love the chemistry between Michael and Cameron. Yeah. Yeah, it was definitely, you know, like... I don't know, like, they kind of had each other's backs, like, they know 
they know what they were doing was wrong, but they were wanting, you know, they wanted to give Kat a chance because, you know, everyone, you know, everyone, Kat, Kat seemed to have this like reputation that she was mean, you know, she right. was just stuck up, just didn't want to, just didn't give a shit about anybody. No. And really there's like, you had to go underneath the deep layers because, you know, at the end, she we found out that she was hurt. And nobody really knew about it. She kept it in. So that's why right. she was, that's the way she is, the way she is, is because she was protecting herself because she couldn't trust right. anybody. Right. Her walls were up. The only one that could pretty much break through those walls was Patrick. But that's in a small yeah. dose dosage, though, if you actually think about it. Because even yeah. at that party, it was a hard time letting Patrick in. And goes hey you need to slow down on the drinking even though he was one of those guys that just didn't give a shit either he actually yeah was giving a shit about her even though yeah. he was getting paid he was actually being more considerate and caring towards her and be like hey look you need to slow down on the drinking you're gonna wind up yakking on someone's shoes because what are you doing because i'm having a party dude what do you think i'm doing next thing i know yeah. it, biggie smalls song comes on and yeah. it's the song hypnotized and she gets on top of the table and she starts dancing. Yeah. And everyone just seemed like it was, you know, humiliating. They all made it seem like it, she was just losing her mind. Everyone made her feel like she was crazy. No, she was just having a good time. Right. Those people, they were too busy drinking. They wouldn't know what a good time was, even if it was in front of them. Right. And, that, and also yeah. too, Right. Also, too, I think they were a little surprised, though, to see Cat mm -hmm. loosen up a little bit. Yeah. Yeah, because you can't shy. And, you know, if you have that reputation of being shy and just not wanting to deal with anybody, that's a hard shell to crack open to come out and dance on a table in front of, you know, I don't know how many people were there, but many. It was more than 20, for sure. And mm -hmm. then, like, and then she was like, you know, walking home, like, cause see, she was so down herself about how she was hurt, how her dad, she doesn't feel like her dad can trust her going out with people. That's why, you know, he, he's giving them this rule. So now she's drinking in herself to make her feel better. It's a coping right. thing. Right. I, I didn't think about that though. I didn't actually think about the coping situation. So that's actually a pretty cool thing. I didn't think about that. Um, also, too, with her peers being there and stuff like that, it's kind of a shell shock situation because they all thought that she was one of those girls that just didn't give a shit about anything, didn't care about partying, didn't want to go anywhere, do anything. Yeah. Uh, not antisocial, yeah. but just didn't want to be bothered with anybody. Yeah. And then also, yeah. too, another thing that I really liked was, mm -hmm. you know, Cameron sees her with Joey, sees Bianca with, jo uh, with Joey. And he's pissed off mm -hmm. because he was supposed to be the one who was supposed to be with her. And then he tells Patrick, uh, Heat Ledger's character, hey, look, man, it's off. It's done. And my favorite line in that movie is, don't ever tell, don't let anyone ever tell you um, that you're not good enough for anyone. Yeah. That, that was my favorite line in that whole entire thing. So that boosted up Cameron's uh, confidence. Mm -hmm. So... Then, of course, I think something winded up happening where Bianca and Joey had a fight. And so yeah. she winds up um, going in Cameron's car and Cameron actually has to bring her home. Yeah. And, you know, I definitely love that. He goes, look, I really like you. And, of course, she's calling him Kenny, Kenneth, anything besides Cameron. Yeah. So she doesn't really know him or anything like that. She just yeah. uh, is just she using it. Yeah. Right. And so I like how Cameron calls her out on her bullshit because yeah. he goes, look, I care about you and everything. And the way I look at you is the way I don't look at anybody else besides you and everything. You're yeah. this good looking girl. You treat people like shit because you think that you can get away with hurting people, but really you can't get away with hurting anyone. So I mm -hmm. definitely like how he called her out on her bullshit. And then all of a sudden she just kisses him and then goes inside the house and she smirks and then Cameron brings on the steering wheel he goes I'm back in the game so yeah 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 <laughs> yeah I liked how um 
when they were in the car, like you said, they were talking and, you know, he was just blabbing off stuff about how he, you know, how he's upset with himself and he's also upset with her, but he didn't want it to feel like it was her fault, even though it kind of was, but, um, but he was trying to express his feelings without dumping it on her because he didn't want her feelings. And I just loved it when she just leans over and just gives him a kiss just to shut him up. I love that. Like, that's just amazing. And then she just walks up and I'm just like, yes, go. (laughs) (laughs) Then another thing, though, too, is it breaks into Kat and also uh, Patrick at the party. And then, of course, he brings her home. But she also threw up on Patrick. Yeah. (laughs) And. She was hoping, Kat was actually hoping in a way, whenever they came back home, that she would at least kiss her, but he doesn't. He goes, well, yeah. but he's also respecting her and, and everything. He's not turning her down. It's the whole fact that, number one, she's drunk. She just threw up. The last thing that she needs to do is be kissing anyone yeah. and trying to start something when she's not in her right mind. So that's right. what I was thinking. Mm-hmm. So yeah, she just kissed off at him. So yeah, yeah, she just pissed off at him. <laughs> and yeah. Goes back in. yeah, she got real mad at him because she was just like, you don't love me, so why are we doing this? Well, so you don't like that's... me, we have nothing in common type of situation. Yeah, like she didn't, re- it's like you, you know, you blink, you think you know what you're doing, and then you blink again, and you're just like, what am I doing here? Why am I on a date with you? So... Right. Yeah, she was kind of, it was almost like a starstruck thing where she just didn't really know, like, what she was doing. She didn't really know why he didn't kiss her, but really, truly, it was a good thing that he didn't kiss her because it could have gotten bad after that. Definitely. And then uh, the next day at school, Cameron's smiling. He's happy. Bianca is also smiling back at him. I know, that was such a beautiful, that was so beautiful. (laughs) It was. I, I definitely like that because it gives a little bit of a nod saying, you know what, I still like you, even though with our talk and everything that we had, there's something there. So it yes. also gives Cameron a sense of hope. Yeah. Yeah. It was just it was just the love and the romance and the drama between them. It was just perfect. Like she even though she was probably mad about how the conversation went, she's realizing that what they did was a good thing. I agree. And then, of course, he tells Patrick, he goes, uh, he goes up to Patrick on the field, on the soccer field, and he goes, he goes, uh, so you're going to take out Kat again? He goes, I thought you said you were out. He goes, I was, but that was until she kissed me. And then Patrick goes, where? And that was actually a sexual remark. And Cameron goes, on the lips. (laughs) And then at that point, (laughs) Um. Oh, in my car. That's what he says. He goes in my yeah, car. Yeah, in my car. Yeah. Yeah. But... So yeah, I thought that was actually pretty funny. And Patrick's just being thrown off because he was actually expecting a lot more from it than just that. Yeah. And yeah. And at that point, that's when uh Cat goes on ahead and kicks the soccer ball at his head. Yeah, I was like, wow. <laughs> yeah. Well. It's just crazy how she knew that they were talking about her, you know, like right. even though she was far away, mm-hmm. she knew they right. were talking about her. Well, not that. I was more of the fact that she was still pissed off from that night and just seeing him pissed her, pissed her true. off. Even more. That's yeah, what I was that thinking. Not, not so much as them talking about her, more of the fact that, you know, if you see somebody's face, you just want to go ahead and kick their ass in a sense. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and knock some sense into them. So that's what I got out of that. Uh, mm-hmm. But also, too, this is what I thought that was actually funny. Was this. He goes, well, I don't think that she's going to go out with me anymore or anything. I think she's still mad. Maybe a couple of days. Maybe, maybe a day or something. She might be okay. And then all of a sudden, the soccer ball just comes at him out of nowhere. And he goes, okay, maybe about three days. <laughs> three days? <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes. And then um I don't know when this part was in the movie. I think it was kind of towards the beginning where that guy, um, I guess it was um I'm trying to think of his name. Um 
I guess Michael. I guess that's what his name was. Oh no, it was Joey. Joey's the one that was following um um not Kate, but um Bianca. Yeah. Right, Bianca. And yeah, and uh he he was like blocking her door to her car, like he was trying to keep her there so he would have a talk with her and she just wasn't she yeah, she just wasn't dealing with it. And so she gets in the car and then um, another idiot pulled up behind her and she was like, what is it, Idiot's Day? Yeah, cat bats. <laughs> yeah, cat bats into the... <laughs> yes, and like, she just got tired of it because they boxed her in and so right. that made her even madder so she just backed up saying, oops. <laughs> I was like, and that then car. The <laughs> and, then the, and then the father's like, oops. And he turns around and he says... My insurance does not cover PMS. Yes, <laughs> I like to die. <laughs> Me too. That that was that was just a classic line coming from that actor, which I've seen yeah. in another movie. Yeah, and he's such a good actor when a comedic actor. Yeah, when it yeah. comes down to those type of roles. Yeah, but uh, another thing though that I liked was the I when they're in detention. Uh, when, yeah, because of the fact that Patrick winds up deciding, okay, if I'm going to have to win her back, I'm going to have to do something. So he winds up using the money that Joey paid him to go yeah. ahead and say, I can't take my eyes off of you. Yeah. And that's when he's over there. Uh, security's over there trying to tackle him down. He's got the whole entire band behind him uh, mm -hmm. as he's singing and everything too. I thought it was actually a perfect. This uh, cinematography was really good. Whenever it came yeah. out of that, yeah, it it was really really good. Well put together. And choreography sure. too, right? Yes. Yeah, and um, I guess you probably want to talk about the next part about the part he was in detention and stuff. And yeah, when he goes into detention, <laughs> I'll let you talk about that with me. <laughs> okay, when he's in detention, the um. There's actually a lot of kids that, of course, misbehaved and things like that. There's actually this donor kid. He's like, you're high, aren't you? He goes, no, I'm not high. He goes, your eyes are bloodshot. Yeah. And all of a sudden, he just takes the Doritos, the Cheetos away from him. And he starts eating the Cheetos, the teacher does. And then yeah. at that point, Cat comes in and... Not to mention, this teacher's also the soccer coach. Yeah. Also. And mm -hmm. he goes, hey, I have a great plan. Guess what? We're going to distract them. Distract, distract the other team. While they're looking left, they're going to be looking right. And when they're looking right, that's when we're going to strike. Just, okay, that sounds like a good plan. How are we going to do that? Next thing you know, she flashes him. And at that point, too, Patrick is also sneaking out of the detention, out, out of the window of the school yes. and everything so the way they can go out on a date yeah she walked out of there so embarrassed like even the character just the actress herself you can see her face blushed i was like damn right. <laughs> <laughs> i wonder if they're improv or not that's something that, I, that i'm wondering about on that part yeah no, i know i wonder if that's just like yeah i wonder if that's just you know her reaction to it but that was a really good reaction that was that was like a really normal reaction to somebody that you yeah. might actually like and feel for. Yeah, because I mean, I, I mean, I personally couldn't imagine walking up to an instructor and just go, "Woo!" You know, I don't think I could do that. That's that's a lot of power there. <laughs> that's a lot. That's ballsy. <laughs> I'll say yes. that. That's definitely ballsy. Yes, <laughs> for sure. And then they're on that uh, little uh, boat thing, that those little boat pedal uh, things. Mm -hmm. And that's when he said, when Patrick says, it's not every day that a girl flashes the teacher to get me out of detention. <laughs> yes. Then, that, yeah. And then they go to that paintball uh, war place, oh, though, too. Yeah. And start doing the uh, water balloons. I thought that was actually pretty cool. And you're thinking yeah. that this boat is actually going to be a success until they actually get to her door once they go over to Kat's house. Yeah. And come to find out, you know, Patrick wants to actually take her to prom. 
And this is also where Joey's actually paying him double, if not triple, the amount of money that he was also paying him from the beginning. Because this is actually the big deal. This is the big moment for him to be with, mm-hmm. the, uh, with Bianca, for Joey to be yeah. with Bianca. So yeah. Patrick is actually kind of pushing it too. But yeah. I'm wondering too, if that's also, did you actually, my, my question is this, did you feel like he was being pushy because of the fact Joey paid him that much money or was he being pushy because he actually wanted to spend time with her and be with her on prom? Well, I kind of think it was about the money at the beginning. Cause he was right. like, well, you know, I'm just here for the money. I'm not really, cause he didn't know the girl. He didn't know. No. So I figured, you know, I feel like kind of in the middle it started, I started seeing like there was hearts and stuff lying around when them two were like talking. Like right. I just, you know, yeah, I just kind of felt like there started to be chemistry in between them two. So. All right. But yeah, I was just wondering though, whenever he was asking her to prom, did, did yeah. you feel like that was being pushy or was that something that you felt like he was getting paid for? That's why he was being so pushy. I don't think it was for the money. I think it was okay. because he had he had love for her, for sure. Okay. Yeah. And then, of course, uh, that's when Bianca, not Bianca, uh, when Kat winds up telling, uh, when he goes, look, will you go on, will you go to prom with me? And then Kat's like, why? Why do you want to go to prom? He goes, I don't know, maybe to have the pleasure of your company. That's all that I want. And then yeah. it's typical teenage drama kind of thing where he just goes in his car and drives off. Because he's getting tired of dealing with it. Yeah, yeah. Cause like he does it's getting him confused because he's like, Well, I'm being paid to, you know, to date her, but she doesn't know that. So he's kind of like, Well, do I like her or do I not? Do I like the money or do I want to keep mm-hmm. playing her? So he had to make a decision and he had to, he almost made the decision right there in front of her when she had no idea. Right. Which and that's why he was getting defensive. Yeah, yeah, because he was he was being pressured because you know he has to keep this coming because they're trying to get you know Kat to date somebody else. To date well, somebody. Bianca to date some yeah, Bianca to date somebody else. Yeah. <sighs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's okay. It's okay. <laughs> I don't even know anymore. It's okay. But yeah, it's uh, you know. I like I like that scene, and then of course, after that happens, uh, at that point, Bianca and Cameron are actually dating. I th- I believe, and then after that happens, the uh, the prom stuff winds up happening. Yeah, yeah, and it's a William Shakespeare themed uh, prom. Then of course, you also have the teacher who wants them to make a poem out of, uh, you know, the William Shakespeare's uh, poems and stuff, make their own iteration of the poems. And I like it when Kat raises her hand and goes, yes, miss, I have an opinion about everything. (laughs) Yes. I was like, damn. (laughs) (laughs) And he goes, she goes, "Um, how do you want us to write it? I think this is actually a good project. And goes, what? And, and he was taken back from that. He's like, "Okay, now you're just pissing me off. I'm playing games with me. Go to the, go see Perky's. Go see her." Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was like, he didn't even notice that she wasn't even attacking him. I was like, "Of course he doesn't. <laughs> <laughs> He's used to her, you know, causing havoc in the class. Right. So right. when you know they're in a." You know, if they're used to them being in trouble, and then they decide, oh, well, this is a good project. They really think they're just playing them. Right. So. Just trying to suck up to the teacher, pretty much. Yeah. Or playing the people. But, yeah, I can definitely see why he would actually say that, especially whenever, you know, Kat's always doing something Yeah. to, to the mm-hmm. teacher. But then, yeah. you know, like I said, this is actually my favorite thing, though, is the prom scene. Because it's actually a William Shakespeare type of vibe to it, uh, yes. Renaissance type of uh, prom, which I thought that was mm-hmm. actually pretty cool. And then yes, I love that. And then Michael also winds up with Kat's friend, who's also obsessed with William Shakespeare. Mm-hmm. Yes, which I thought yes. was funny. Mm-hmm. 
I love that. I loved how she opened the locker and there was her right. gown. And he was asking her to prom. I just loved that. Me too. And then, and Michael's just being sarcastic with her. He doesn't exactly know how to actually ask somebody out. So he's just yeah. making a joke about William Shakespeare. He goes, what's that for? To get them to help him not lick the stitches out of his wounds? Yeah. Because, <laughs> because you know, when we take animals to the vet and they have that shell on their head, all around their head, and everything so yeah. that way they don't pull the stitches out and everything. That's actually what it's referenced to. I thought that was actually mm -hmm. funny. Yeah. <laughs> and at that point, you know, she thought she was actually taking him serious and she was getting pissed off at him. But Michael goes, no, I want to take you to prom. So that's his date. Michael has a date. Cameron's got yeah. Bianca now. Well, we yeah. don't know that, though. We don't know that um, he that Cameron's with Bianca and everything until that ring at the door. Yes. Yeah. And um, even the father was taken away, though, a little bit, though. Because he's expecting probably Joey, someone that's actually a womanizer, someone that's a complete douchebag. And yeah. then you look at Cameron, who's actually the opposite of what Joey is. Yeah. And, <laughs> and he goes, Bianca, what's, what's going on over here? He goes, oh, we're going to prom. Kat's got a date and everything that's perfect for him perfect for her mm -hmm. and Cameron's actually the perfect guy for me so I'm going to prom so as they're yeah. leaving the door the father's like I know every sheriff in town bucko just threatening him playing <laughs> yes 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 and um I really thought um them two made a really good couple like they were just perfect for each other and it was definitely true love and um but yeah, uh, back to uh, Joey. Joey, you know, he didn't realize that when they were at the party that he didn't know that Bianca was going to see him dancing with other girls. So, like, she was distraught. She was broken because right. she thought, you know, he only wanted her. But that's right. not what the case was. He was just there to party. He didn't care. And no. so that broke her heart. So that's when she decided to go to Cameron. Right. And that's why so, she was pissed off at him. Yeah. I couldn't remember why. Because remember, I said I didn't remember why she was pissed off at Joey. So I'm actually glad yeah. that you actually put that in. And it also reflects okay. back over to the whole entire. You're welcome. Because it actually reflects back over to the door with the father. Because Joey's the type yeah. of guy who goes, okay. Well, that only happened at the party once, and she's probably going to forgive me. So I'm just going to do what every other popular guy would do. I'm going to go on ahead and uh, <laughs> go to prom because she's probably over the fact that I was a jerk off to her. Yeah. And it's a completely different thing because Bianca doesn't isn't even thinking about him. No, she did so, not. All she was thinking about it was Cameron. Right. And she was going to her the, prom. <laughs> Right, and then the father, uh, the doorbell rings again about an hour or two later, and Joey is at the door with a scarf yeah. on, with a white uh, jacket, tuxedo, with the uh, black, uh, black yeah. uh, pants, and yeah. he goes, "Hi, Mr. Stratford, I am Joey, and I'm gonna, I'm gonna be taking your daughter Bianca to prom." All of a sudden, the door just slams in his face. <laughs> No, like he just knew. He knew what Joey was up to. Right. That was so funny because he was like, <laughs> hell no, she ain't doing this. <laughs> and at that he moment, like, I'm I think, not getting involved. <laughs> right. He's like, because I'm I'm glad that Bianca chose this other guy over you, basically. And then just shuts the door. <laughs> yes. Yes, just by the look of him, you can tell he's a player. Players yeah. all come different size, um, different sizes and shapes. They come in everything, so yeah. you can never be too careful. Exactly. <laughs> but at the prom, though, Joey comes in, and he's like, he taps on Patrick's um, shoulder. He goes, I did not pay you so that way um, to have that little bitch be with somebody else. Yeah. And that's when Kat just looks at Patrick and Patrick's looking back mm -hmm. at uh, Kat shell-shocked. And at that moment, Kat takes off. Then the next thing you know, Joey goes over to where Cameron is, <clears throat> taps him on the shoulder, and then 
catches a nut cap, but Bianca winds up hitting him. But here's the thing. We don't know why Cat doesn't want to go to the prom in the first place. Come to find out, Joey and Cat used to date. Oh, I didn't catch that. Yeah. This is back when Bianca and him were... Uh, okay. Bianca and Kat were talking, having that brother, uh, they're having that sister conversation in their be- in her bedroom. He's like, oh, I used okay. to, yeah. She yeah. goes, I used to date Pat. I used to date Joey, and Joey made yeah. up a rumor saying that we slept together when we didn't sleep together. Yeah, and that's why I don't want you associated with Joey or anything like that, yeah. and why I don't date anybody anymore because of Joey. So yeah. after that, that actually made sense, and Bianca actually understands where she's coming from. So at prom, when Bianca actually hits Joey, and she goes, "This is for my sister, this is for me, and this is for you hitting my boyfriend." Yeah, That's, that makes so that. much more sense. Yeah, yeah, because um, like um, her sister, sister Cat, was trying to warn. Bianca that he is not who he says he is. He's a player. So he she was trying to warn him, warn her about him, but Kat, I mean, Bianca was just kind of in out of her head. She was just like, you know, what do I do? You know, um, I like him and he likes me. So it's just kind of one of those, it's kind of like you have to listen to your ego when your ego is talking really soft. You can't right. hear it. Yeah. So, I mean, um, the yacht, it was just tough for her. It was. It definitely was. And then after that, we wind up seeing the next day after the prom, the conflict with uh, Patrick and also Kat, mm-hmm. where basically she's not talking to him. And she wrote down this poem, 10 Things I Hate About You, and she's crying during that whole entire scene. And then Patrick walks out of the classroom because of the fact that he feels guilty. His guilt and shame shine through that that scene, and he leaves. Then the next thing you know, he winds up surprising her and telling her, look, I'm sorry for being an asshole. I'm sorry for what I've done to you. And he surprises her with the guitar that she's been wanting. Yeah, yeah, I love that. And, and she goes, she just, yeah, go ahead. No, no, I'm gonna let you do that one. Okay. And she was like, you know, well, you can't, you know, fix everything buying me a guitar. Then he kisses her. And then she's like, you can't fix everything by kissing me. Then he just kissed her again. It's just like, right. uh, <laughs> then she also says, you can't uh, fix everything by buying me a guitar. He goes, I know, but there's tambourine, bass, xyl- <laughs> xylophone. Drums. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <So>. Yeah. <laughs> and then I want you to want me is playing. It's actually a good ending. I really liked how it was uh this movie a lot. Like I said, it reminds yeah. me of my a lot of my high school days. This is a fun film. I definitely recommend it if you guys have Disney Plus and everything. Yeah. So if you guys have Disney Plus, check it out. It's a good film. It's a fun film for Valentine's Day. I yeah. picked something a little bit outside of the box with the rom-coms and stuff like that. But, you know, I think it's a good laugh. And it's also, I want to say it's a good teen movie if you're a teenager and watching this or listening to this podcast. Yeah. Um, There was one thing I wanted to say about the ending. See, I really did. I mean, I kind of cared for the ending, but it just wasn't, it just wasn't there to me. Like the ending should have been like, I don't know, her and Cameron should, like it didn't show them two. It didn't show Cameron and. Kate, you know, uh, right, and Bianca, you know, Cameron yeah. and Bianca. And so, yeah, this is, my, this is just my thought process. It's like, okay, everything is fine with Cameron and Bianca at that, yeah, at this moment. Yeah. So, the real focus is now that story is that chapter for Bianca and Cameron mm-hmm. is now closed because there's yeah. no conflict going on with them. He's with her, nothing else matters. Now, it's about focusing in on these other two characters that are having conflict with each other who wants to be with each other, but don't know if cat don't know if she can actually trust him for what she did, what he did to her. 
So they have to try and bring them to a close. So I think that was the main focus, bringing those two characters to a close. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it did make a lot of sense now that you put it (laughs) that way. I don't know. I was just looking for, like, you know, like, I I just like fairy tales, okay? Like, I just like happy endings. Um, Yeah. Well, you know, you still got that happy ending. You still got that closure. Yeah, I I understand what you're saying. You wanted to, since it was mainly focused on Cameron and Bianca, you wanted to see more Cameron and Bianca than you wanted to see about Kat and Patrick. But I understand where you're coming from because those two were actually the main characters, not not Kat and Patrick. Right, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I totally understand. So that's pretty much everything I wanted to actually touch on when it comes down to this film. Is there anything else that you wanted to talk about? There was one where it was like the beginning. I don't know who was driving the motorcycle or like a, and he was like showing off saying, Hey guys, you know, look at my bike. Michael. And he accidentally like gunned it. <laughs> he just like starts <laughs> wide. I'm just like, Oh my God. Right. And then even in uh, whatever he's parking his bike at the bar. Yeah. <laughs> All these the Harley Davidson's. All these yeah. other Harleys, and here's his little small bike. And I like how they were actually going to the bar to ask Patrick uh, to date me uh, to date date Cat and yeah. everything. And they're acting like these tough guys. Pat Michael is he's bold up walking in there. Yeah, and yeah, he's just like <laughs> one of the tough guys. <laughs> right. I just and love he goes, that. We part. need to talk. And remember, he yeah. said this. This is what Michael says. He goes, we need to talk. We need to talk about Bianca. He goes, why? Does the girl have bare-flated nipples or something? <laughs> and that's when Cameron explodes on him. Yes! yes. You're not going to be talking about her nipples. I'm like, there's <laughs> something to extent. Yes! Man, but yeah, that was another one of my favorite parts. It was definitely great. It was definitely a great film. I love this film. I watch it every single time it's on. And you can't capture lightning in a bottle twice by remaking this movie or anything like that. It's perfectly well crafted, perfectly well casted as well. So Yeah. Yeah. So where can everybody follow you at? Because you're actually an independent um, actress and everything too that's actually trying to get your name out there. So I'm going to let you do your plugs. Okay. Uh, you can follow me on Instagram for Target Tara. That's, you know, Target, like Target and then Tara. It's a long story. Anyways, um, <laughs> follow my Facebook page. Uh, it's Tara Hallett. And that will be my acting page. And, yeah, that's about it. Okay. All right. And, guys, you guys don't have to, but if you guys choose to do so, you guys can go on ahead and donate to the page. How do you do that? Click the link below. Go to www.gofundme.com forward slash movie lovers unite and donate over there. And for all your entertainment needs and pleasures and wants, go on ahead. Go to www.movieloversunite.com for all your movie entertainment news, movie reviews, TV news, P- TV reviews. Go on ahead and check that out over there. Also, too, we're also on Pinterest at Movie Lovers TV Lovers Unite over there. We're on Instagram at Movie Lovers TV Lovers Unite over there. We're, as a matter of fact, Tamika and I at 8 o'clock Central Time, 9 o'clock Eastern, 6 o'clock Pacific Time, we're going to be on the Stereo app talking about Judas and the Black Messiah that just got released on HBO Max today in select theaters. And we're going to be doing a review for that. So go ahead, hop on Stereo. Follow me at Movie Lovers Unit over there. And then also, too, follow me... <clears throat> on Movie Lovers Unit on, on not on Instagram, but on Twitter. Then also, too, follow me on John DiGregorio8 over there on Twitter as well. And that's pretty much everywhere that you guys can actually follow me on. This is actually brought to you by Audible. Go ahead, get your 30-day subscription from Audible on us for 30 days. And always, until next time, guys, it's been fun. It's been a blast. I can't wait to do this again tonight. And (laughs) bye-bye. Hey guys, John here. I just want to talk about something for a minute. We actually have a Patreon up right now in full swing, and that is our $5 a month plan. It's called Movie Lovers Classics. It covers bonus episodes, reviewing classic movies like you're about to listen to right now with the uh, Little Caesar review that we just did, early access to episodes, monthly newsletters, shoutouts on the main 
uh, feed, early access to episodes, and then we also have all-access documentary series review, which is $10 a month. And that includes bonus episodes, Eli Roth's History of Horror, early access to episodes, monthly newsletters, free digital movies, shout-outs on the main feed as well. And then that also includes our classic... Uh, movie reviews as well. And then our $20 a month plan is our VIP movie lover. And that also includes bonus episodes, classic movie reviews, interviews with independent actors, actresses, directors, and comic book writers. And it also includes movie lovers documentaries and early access to episodes, monthly newsletters, free digital movies, and shout outs on the main feed as well. Go ahead, subscribe to the Patreon. We hope that we'll see you there. And always until next time, guys, bye-bye. What does innovation sound like? It sounds like the luxury of being in the moment with your customer, client, or patient. It sounds like having the right information right when you need it. It sounds like being at your best for your customers and your business. Thanks to Highland's intelligent content solutions that improve digital processes, innovators everywhere are able to do their thing better, whatever that thing is. Now, who doesn't like the sound of that? Highland. For innovators everywhere, visit highland.com.